every farm has its own story. Every farm has its own way and raising practices and things like that. A lot of people like grass-fed, grass-finished, or a lot of people want to make sure it's a regenerative, you know, farm. And a lot of people are like, I just want like good, fatty, yummy meat. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, That's yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of fall on that side. Um, you know, and they're they're okay with the grain finish, right? So you know, we're not here to to choose one or the other. We're here to just lay it all out and go. You decide, consumer. Right. What do yeah. you want? Right. It's all here. So we're here at FarmCon this week and uh, listening to the Van Trumps talk about grain marketing and some several other special guests. Um, joined on the Agricultural uh, Agriculture Podcast this week by Robbie Dye. Yeah. He's the uh, co-founder and CEO of Our Farm. So if you've joined us before on the Agriculture Podcast, we've talked about uh, a new farm model and... Uh, Robbie is ahead of the curve and already has a new farm model. <laughs> so uh, if you're interested in hearing about Robbie, I'll give you a little bit of his background. Um, his business called Our Farm is uh, America's Farm Direct Marketplace. So he is going to put together, uh, well, I'll let him explain that. Um, he's from Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, he's also a cattle producer, and the name of his business is uh, Little Mountain Cattle Company? Is yeah, Little correct? Mountain Farm and Cattle Company. All right. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, man. First, thanks so much for uh, having me on here. Appreciate it. It's been cool to get to know you guys throughout FarmCon. Uh, yeah, so in October of last year, October 12th, National Farmers Day, we launched our first, what we call our MVP or our 1.0 of our farms. So uh, we identify ourselves as America's Farm Direct Marketplace. Uh, right now, there's over 5,000 farms and ranches that are all across America. And uh, all of these farms sell directly to consumer, whether they do pickup or shipping, et cetera. So right now, our farms is more of a directory style marketplace to where you can go on. Uh, as soon as you log on, it'll say if you are in Missouri, shop farms in Missouri or shop farms in California, New York, wherever you are. Uh, and you can search by category, by product, uh, and be able to identify farms that are within a radius of you and then engage with those farms. So we actually also have a direct messaging feature. So a lot of people are getting really into, I don't just wanna know where my food's coming from. I wanna be able to connect directly with the farms. And obviously social has created this huge opportunity to follow farms, you know, and farmers are really getting into the social media game. Some of them are fantastic. Some of them are still learning and uh, kind of understanding what the social media curve looks like, which is ever changing as we as we all know. <laughs> um, so we've, we've provided an outlet and essentially are acting as a bridge between farmer and consumer to drive uh, qualified traffic to farms to say, hey, we are going out and we're fishing in the pond of consumers for uh, those that are looking to buy Farm Direct. They want to know where their food's coming from. They want to know their producer. So come on board, list your farm. It's free to list. We do have some paid options that allow you to expand your listing uh, with us. And so that's our current MVP product right now. Um, and we are alongside that building the full e-commerce suite where we're going into more of an enablement model by helping farms with logistics, shipping operations to different tech products that uh, my co-founder Tyler Spear and I are building out right now. Um, and our whole motto and mission is for the farmer. 
you know, when we started this, uh, um, if I could talk a little bit about how this came to life, my background is not in agriculture. It's actually in uh, consumer brand building, uh, e-commerce, advertising, media, all of that. Um, a year and a half ago, I was working with different celebrity brands and, you know, liquor space and hospitality groups. And then a year and a half later, I found myself growing a bigger beard and working with farmers. <laughs> and so it's been a pretty, uh, pretty crazy swing. So how this happened was, uh, you know, my dad's uh, originally from Nebraska, uh, grew up uh, on a farm in Nebraska and then moved out west uh, at that point. And um, we were back visiting home in, in Nebraska to my grandparents' house. And grandpa was making some burgers that were just insane. They were so good. I'm a foodie, love me some good food. And on the way home from that trip, uh, I started Google searching, you know, Nebraska farm beef, you know, shop local, you know, just shipped to my doorstep, right? And uh, I was very underwhelmed with what we were able to find. Um, you know, first thing comes up, Omaha Steaks. We've all heard of Omaha Steaks, which awesome. Like, good for them. Y'all are kicking butt. Huge brand. Like, they've done incredible, right? Uh, wasn't really what I was searching for. I was really looking to get that more home style, local food experience and be able to have that easy, you know, be able to access that easily. So, um, I was on the plane and man, all of a sudden this light bulb, uh, I, I call it, you know, it's, it's a God moment, you know, and, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I started furiously typing notes in my, in my MacBook and my, you know, notes. And uh, my wife's like, what, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? <laughs> um, and I just looked at her and I said, you don't, you don't understand. Like there's, there's no way to easily access this. I think we can help. I think we can build a product that can really help uh, uh, farms bring their retail products to market. And uh, after a few weeks of thinking about it, uh, just I could not let this idea go. Um, I was talking with a buddy and just kind of explaining the idea. And he's like, oh, so it's like, you know, all these farms, like, our, you know, our farms come together. I was like, our farms. You know, let's let's not overthink this. Perfect name. Yeah, yeah. And so then, you know, we're marketing guys, right? So we went on and looked at, you know, Google Trends and SEO and then realized pretty much every farm out there that has a website and all of that on their, on their website, it says our farm. Sure. <laughs> right? And so we're like, cool. You know, it's going to be a, a great organic search term, organically search term. Um, and so that, that's been great from, you know, uh, from, you know, if you are in farm marketing, like from an SEO strategy, you know, it's already a highly indexed term. Um, so that's been great for us to, to just get out there. And I think when people see it, they're immediately, you know, we're at FarmCon and walking around, people like used to seeing, you know, Mick, whatever family farm or whatever. And they're like, our farm, what is that? <laughs> you know, and when you look at the brand, it's super clean. You know, kind of yeah. what it reminds me of is the got milk. You know, yeah. it's just a two word, yeah, uh, catchy, and it's and when you're walking through and looking at, uh, you know, and you see all kinds of different swag up here. You know, mm -hmm. Jordan's company, uh, a lot of those farmers are wearing his gear with their brand on it. Mm -hmm. But when you look at this brand, mm -hmm. it catches your eye. Yeah. So yeah, man, thank you. It was, you know, it's one of those things where we don't want to outshine our farm partners. Sure. We want to be simple, approachable, and they're the heroes of the story. We're simply just providing the platform uh, for them to increase their search volume, their traffic volume, and ultimately their sales volume. And hopefully, you know, lowering their marketing costs, lowering their marketing investment. We kind of get into that later about, you know, uh, farms, you know, shifting into this whole marketing model, having to learn these new skills if they don't know them already, and how much that costs. Yeah, know, that, I mean, sweet. it's a... 
It's a huge investment. Uh, and, you know, let's be honest, if we're farmers and we're out there toiling every day mm-hmm. to grow a crop and manage financials and, um, you know, we're invested in that and yeah. we don't have time to uh, maybe go out and learn all these skills that you would need yeah. to direct a farm market. And that's where yeah. you all come into place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think so. And so um, that's that's the feedback, you know, we, we've gotten. So, you know, we come home from that trip. The, not get this idea out of my head, you know, turn it into, uh, you know, th- this vision for our farms. Um, I called a buddy of mine that I've known since childhood, Tyler, who's our co-founder and COO. Um, and we, uh, known each other since we were about 12 and went our separate ways in our careers. Tyler ended up being in the, uh, advertising agency business as well. He was uh, part of building the first ever Amazon advertising agency in America. Um, so he's super affluent to, to marketplaces and marketplace brands and really how, how do you build, uh, a model that, uh, is easy for suppliers, you know, in this case, farms to right. onboard themselves. You know, we can't by hand upload you know, 5,200 farms, uh, and then, you know, and growing from there ourselves, right? Like we'd need a team of yeah. <laughs> you know, however many. Yeah. Yeah. So like, he's, he's just super great in the technology operations and helping build out, you know, uh, what we're calling, you know, essentially an ecosystem that, that really touches all points of farms that are selling direct to consumer. You know, what, what are their needs? What are they struggling with? How is their operational setup and flow and how can we develop tech to answer those problems and to come alongside and partner uh, as an enablement partner um, and help them grow their business. I was struck yesterday, like when we uh, were in the conference and uh, one of the tech guys got up there and just talking about how AI is, I mean, it's already revolutionizing mm-hmm. our world, but he was just talking about in the future, mm-hmm. how much more it's going to revolutionize everything we do. Yeah, And uh, these guys are already you know, immersed in this type of yeah uh, business and have a background in it. So they're just ahead of the curve on what we would all vision something yeah. like this to look like. Well, and I think it's just uh, repurposing, you know, uh, what, what we would do for any consumer brand out there that you see, you know, whether it's a phone case that's, you know, super popular or, or whatever product that's out there, right? These brands that are massive are already doing this. And yeah, we've been a part of helping them do that and building those, you know, that tech and those processes and, and that marketing innovation, if you will. And so, uh, you know, when it came to agriculture and farms, you know, it's just nobody talks about it, but yet we interact with it every day. Yeah, every, farmers are very tech-savvy yeah. individuals. Yeah, they are. And, and and they're actually really open to adoption, of new tech, you know, yesterday, uh, when, uh, Mr. Van Trump was pulling out the app, like, Hey, you need to, if, if you can't join this app, then you need to shut down your business. Yeah. Right. Like pretty much, you know, he just calls it like it is. Um, so what the way we've used AI so far, um, has been really unique, right? So when we got into this, we started looking at different databases of farms and the USDA has, you know, a, a database on, on their website that is, um, we found that it wasn't as up to date as something we needed to to launch a product. And so after sorting through hundreds and hundreds of thousands of records, I think it was 750 something thousand records they had on farms that were selling locally direct to consumer. Um, 
we tried to validate it, validate that data, and a lot of it just was was a little off, right? There was a lot of farms, and unfortunately, as we know, the decline in farms going out of business and things like that, and so we found a lot of that. And so we said, you know, we got to do this on our own. Um, and so we uh, developed an AI bot to basically go and, and you know, uh, scrape uh, Google and scrape social platforms and started uh, having this bot basically get smarter and smarter as it goes because it knows what we're looking for. We're looking for farms that have online stores built into them, all of that. Right? It's all publicly available data. It's just if you get two guys to go do that, how long is this going to take? Right. <laughs> right? So uh, we essentially had, you know, had that, you know, uh, that tech built to be able to go and pull down from publicly available data um, all this information. Right, so farm name, farm website, socials if they have it, location, coordinates, all that. And so we pull coordinates, try to match it with an address, try to match it with a name, then match it to socials and, and whatever other you know, publicly available data they have. And so uh, that's been a huge lift that, uh, man, uh, Tyler has been kicking butt in, in that arena of the business and getting that product built so that we can easily scale and easily uh, get into contact with these farms, right? Because we had to build our own database. So I got to talk to Tyler too uh, a couple of days ago mm -hmm. when we first got here, and he's a phenomenal mind. Yeah. I like to just listen to it. Like I was just sitting there having a conversation to him, and uh, you know, every time he'd start a new conversation, my mind would be blown again with yeah. his intelligence and yeah. just all his knowledge that he's put together in his career. And yep. uh, he's got an interesting background too. Can you talk a little bit about him? Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, Tyler, uh, as mentioned, he helped build the first ever Amazon advertising agency in America. But prior to that, he worked for Apple for 10 years. So working in business development at Apple, learning the culture of that brand, how, how to build good teams, uh, you know, obviously take products to market and, and build awareness and, and scaling those products. And, and he worked in a lot of the B2B side of Apple too, like corporate partnerships and relationships and, you know, companies that go in and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on, on Apple. Why choose Apple over, you know, uh, an, another option, right? And right. so he just got to be intimately involved with those processes and, and obviously one of the largest consumer electronic brands in the largest in yeah, the world. In the world. Right, we're all sitting here on yeah. iPhones, right? Um, and so from there, uh, went and built uh, an agency servicing, you know, Toshiba to, you know, Logitech to just the largest consumer brands out there, both in, in you know, consumer electronics, but also just lifestyle brands, things like that. Um, that allowed them to get heavily invested in the Amazon platform as it was, you know, early stage scaling with advertising and things like that. So he got a really unique eye into new features and advertising options and just algorithms and all the tech that goes into feeding the Amazon, the Amazon beast for right. what it is. Yeah. Right. And the reality is, is, um, the industry, you know, farming, agriculture, every industry is headed towards that level of innovation, that level of, you know, large scaleness. It's just a matter of who's going to do it. And is that person, do they have the right heart in it? Right. And so as he continued to grow and grow that business, he helped uh, scale it to multiple different countries. He actually lives in Scotland right now, uh, married a Scottish woman. She's awesome. Um, and it's and I think that's such a big piece, too, to say, like, both of our wives are like so involved and excited about this company. And, you know, as you know, we've talked about this over these days when your wife has your back. Like you can go change the world, sure, right? Like when your family has your back and your kids have your back and they're all invested, like you can go change the world. And so uh, that's been super cool. He's done really well with that, um, and he's bringing all that knowledge to this business. So I called Tyler um, <clears throat> about 
four months into developing the business plan for our farms. Uh, I'm a brand guy, PR, advertising guy, you know, and he's going to be, you know, he's the more technical operations, marketplace operations and development side of the business um, and the logistics. You know, that's a huge factor. Like ultimately we're, you know, in some cases we're building a logistics company, sure. you know, that, that yeah. has a face as a, as a, as a marketplace. Right. Yeah. Um, so I called him about four months in and I said, Hey dude, how are you? <laughs> good to see, good to chat with you again. It's been a minute. Um, I got this crazy idea and I just felt like I needed to call you. Something told me to call you. Uh, and to me that something was God. Right. It was like, I, I gotta, I gotta call Tyler. And we didn't talk for a while at that point for no other reason than just life happens. Right. Um, and he was very like taken back by like, wow, this is, I, I had like the data cause I know he's a data guy, right? Like total researcher data. I'm like way opposite. Show me the end result of the spreadsheet. Don't show me the process. Right. <laughs> like, right? I want to see the charts and the graphs and the pictures, not the nuts and bolts. And so, uh, and he's the nuts and bolts guy and, and loves that. And so I, I, I shared him the charts and graphs. Uh, that I put together of this, you know, the, the industry, the USDA, you know, census that they do, and and there was a 2020 practice survey uh, that that uh, that went out, and it was specifically on local food and in in marketing and uh, local food sales, which uh, accounted for 9.1 billion in sales, which is, you know, this is 9.1 billion dollar industry, and over 50 percent of that 9.1 billion was farmers bringing their product online or selling local pickup directly to consumer. Yeah, so some of them are out of the back of pickup. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, like roadside food stands, yeah. things like that. I think roadside food stands accounted for at least a quarter billion. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. I so have no idea. Yeah, yeah. And so like 312 uh, million is online. Wow. Right. And that's only growing, right? Because like on, you know, the, it's like the third highest. Uh, a trafficked uh, or, or sales channel is online. You know, the first one, of course, is, you know, uh, farmer's markets or um, they combined farmer's markets and on-site farm stores, right? So that was like 512 or 575, whatever. Don't, don't quote me on right. that. Somewhere in yeah. the f- half a billion yeah. in, in local food sales. So there's a lot, uh, <coughs> like, that's even more than I ever realized. There's already a lot of direct-to-consumer yeah. agriculture happening yeah. in America. Yeah. And I knew there was some, like there's some in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, you just don't, and I think this is the challenge that they face mm-hmm. is you don't hear about them. Yeah. And that's the exact challenge that uh, you're meeting with your business. Yeah. It, well, and what you see is, what you see is the same thing you see as a, a farmer who sells mainly, mainly in a wholesale model is you have brands saying, hey, we can come up with this kitschy box and let's go find a group of farmers. And they're still doing a great thing. I'm not, uh, definitely not um, uh, uh, saying that's, that's, a, that's a bad way to go here, but ultimately the farmer isn't getting the, the notoriety in that, in that situation. They're not getting uh, uh, the awareness, right? Because right? it's uh, X brand and X company that said, hey, we want to source from you. So they're ending up just buying wholesale from them, which you know, is, is half, half the margin. Hey guys, Clayton here. I'm interrupting your podcast right now to tell you about my media company, Atlas Media Solutions, that uh, makes this podcast possible as well as all the Denton Farms media happen. So I'm going to play a quick ad real quick that I put together. It doesn't really explain that much, but it does sound pretty cool. So I'm going to let you guys listen to that and afterwards I'll explain to you what the business is all about. 
Spend enough time on the internet these days, you start to realize there's a lot of people who don't really understand where their food comes from, what's going on. I figured, hey, rather than complaining about this problem that I feel like the agriculture industry is facing, I should do something to fix it. My name is Clayton Lind. Um, the purpose of this business is to do one thing, serve agriculture. Thanks for listening to that guys. Um, I won't spend too much time explaining what Atlas Media Solutions is, but uh, Atlas Media Solutions is my media marketing company that 100% exists just to serve agriculture. Um, a lot of my time is spent on the road or on a plane traveling around the country producing high quality media material for different ag businesses. Um, and so if you guys want to learn more, please feel free to check out our website or follow me on Instagram. Um, but we just wanted to kind of plug this to let you know that because of this business that I run, it allows all of this um, stuff with Neil and the YouTube channel to happen in the first place. And so as long as we are sponsor free, I will continue to tell you that this podcast is brought to you by Atlas Media Solutions. And we are proud to say that we are um, here 100% to serve agriculture. So that's feel, guys. I'll let you get back to the podcast. Enjoy. Thanks. I was talking to a student from Cornell yesterday mm -hmm. that he was down there interviewing me. Mm -hmm. And um, he was talking about just personally of himself, you know, mm -hmm. interested in exactly where his food comes from, mm -hmm. you know. Like he was wanting to know, like the food that he ate, exactly mm -hmm. what operation it came from, or yeah. what farmer grew it, or you know, like so, like in culture right now, this is a big deal. Like mm -hmm. as these uh, more educated consumers come up and they have yeah. the ability to begin to buy, and they're already buying, um, they want to know where their food comes from. Yeah, yeah. So, so we, you know, we label that as just food transparency, right? So, how is it that we have gone? You know, for so long, uh, going into a grocery store, getting in these, you know, habitual habits, we have to eat, right? It's like one of the three things to survive, you know, water, food, shelter. <laughs> and so um, we go into the grocery store and we have no idea. We just trust. They kind of blindly trust, right? Because this is what you did, right? Yeah. There, there wasn't a reason to question it. I'm still not saying there's a reason to question it. But the reality is, is we're putting this stuff in our bodies all day in and out. And we have no idea where it comes from what else would you do that with, right? Like we wouldn't, you know? And so, so that's really where these questions come up. And I think this, this younger generation, really like Gen Z is pushing this and saying, all, we have all this information right here in our pocket, right? And now in wearables, right? Like we're talking like wearables tech and all that, like that's, you know, the, the, the glasses that, that's, that are coming online, like all these things, like technology is just getting closer and closer and closer to, to, uh, to ourselves, right? And to uh, literally attach to our bodies and identities. And so, uh, which is a whole other scary conversation. But, um, but the reality is, is information is so accessible and these people wanna know, this people group wanna know. And it's funny because I think it's actually like ricocheting back to like the baby boomers going like, well, we wanna know too, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, Don't leave us out. Yeah, yeah. And so, so you have these like these kids uh, you know, or, or young adults going, hey, uh, you know, we want to do this. And then, you know, their parents are like, that's ah, not a bad idea, right? Like, so yeah, let's go know where our food's coming from and all that. So uh, there's a big movement trending in food transparency. Um, and, and I don't think it's a trend. I, I think it's just a new way of living. I think that uh, 2020 reframed the way a lot of us look at our lives. I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, a reset in a sense of more questioning, more thorough thinking instead of just, um, 
blindly accepting. Yeah, blindly accepting. I, I don't even want to call it compliance. It's just like how it how it was, right? We go to the grocery store and that's it. Right. You know, I think when you look at COVID, um, I think you know the in uh, one of the unintended consequences of it is this: is people uh, begin to they couldn't go out, you know, mm-hmm. and then they're they've started to gain you know funds because they're not going out and spending their funds mm-hmm. and then in that they're bored they're mm-hmm. looking for you know something to engage them mm-hmm. and they begin to uh really look hard at the yeah. choices they're making in their life and hey i've got a little bit of extra money now um i've saved some how do i want to spend this money yeah. you know yeah and uh food is a big part of that i mean it's a huge investment in our lives yeah and i think with that, people have really begun to, you know, look hard at where they're going to spend that food dollar at. Yeah. And it helps to know that the food that you're eating is supporting a local family. Yeah. Um, that you can, like, look at and watch them do better with the money you're investing in their products. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, the, that's the beauty of it, right? That's the beauty of the American dream and small business and family business and, and, and all of that. And, and, um, you know, now with, with, you know, emerging tech in this space and there's, there's some great companies out there that are helping farmers get online into e-commerce websites. And I think that's fantastic, you know, to see the, the investment and development in that scene. And, uh, we're just hoping to play a, you know, a small part in a, in a really big world. Right. And, and to say, we, we just want to help, yeah. uh, uh, help you get to market qu- faster, uh, uh, less expense, right? Like the cost of acquisition for a customer for a farm, like can range anywhere from, you know, $6 to $30, you yeah. know, depending on, are you really good at this or are you, you know, starting off and there's a lot of just investment expense into getting your social media brand up and running, you know, paying for advertising, what regions and markets are you, are you doing? You know, when you're a, a, uh, a brand that's USDA inspected, right. And you're able to ship across state lines. Well, that just means, yeah, it means more customers, but it also means more expense because yeah. how are those customers going to find out about you, right? And so those are the kind of the advantages of joining a marketplace to say, you know, we are, yes, we do have many farms listed on our marketplace that are just like you, but that, you know, that every farm has its own story. Every farm has its own way and raising practices and things like that. A lot of people like grass-fed, grass-finished, or a lot of people want to make sure it's a regenerative, you know, farm. And a lot of people are like, I just want, like, good fatty yummy meat right <laughs> <laughs> right yeah that's like, me <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, I, i'm not gonna lie i kind of fall on that side um you know and they're, they're okay with the grain finish right so you know we're not here to to choose one or the other sure. we're here to just lay it all out and go you decide consumer right. what yeah. do you want right it's all here yeah because at, at the end of the day everybody's preferences are different so yeah. somebody that likes grass-fed may not like grain-fed and then vice versa yeah and, you know somebody might uh you know, want a certain type of a Fuji apple, maybe, you know, versus a Granny Smith. I mean, so every farm's a little different. They all have different niches and consumers are different. So there's an open marketplace for everyone. It's not just pick or choose between one or the other, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the key, right, is is, is, uh, accessibility, right? right? And, And that's ultimately what we're doing is making local food more accessible to the mass public yeah you know. and you know i think is uh um that's great for the consumer too because mm-hmm. then they have lots of choices you know mm-hmm. uh they can try different things maybe try new products that they've never uh you know never even tried before yep from an, another place 
you know, five states away. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's crazy is uh, I, I'm learning this stuff firsthand, right? Uh, you know, as mentioned, most of my background is in more the, the corporate uh, corporate marketing and, and brand building on that side. So my whole family, parents, my sister, my, myself, and, and my wife and kids, we're in North Carolina now. We're about an hour outside of Charlotte. And uh, we have an Angus beef operation. And so we're learning, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really learning and kind of diving into the weeds of what does this process look like for, um, you know, for, for all the farmers that I'm, you know, that we're trying to represent here, right? And, and, and to be clear, our farms is not just for beef and, and, and uh, you know, we do have poultry, dairy, sure. you know, produce and things like that, right? So, so we're really trying to cover it all. Uh, but, but for us, you know, beef operation made sense. It was kind of the natural thing that, 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 that we went into. And so we're, we're getting our, our farm brand started and it's, man, what a, what a racket, like to go find your processing facilities. And then you, you call, they're like, Hey, we're four months out. Can't get you on the calendar till April. I'm like, that's not going to work, <laughs> you know? And so, um, so yeah, it was kind of crazy. We're actually, uh, helping, uh, you know, we were part of helping build a, a processing facility in our town because we don't, we don't have one. Right. Um, and so there's a local rancher who's an incredible man uh, that we work with and, and, uh, thanks this Thanksgiving Eve, actually, he was, uh, you know, uh, trying to get some grant funding towards this uh, processing facility. And this man, like, he is one of the most incredible guys you'd ever meet, but he doesn't text. He has right. a flip phone. <laughs> he doesn't know how to open an email. Yeah. He's like, I need you to come to my house and check the email. I don't know how to. He's like, I know the password to get into the computer. That's about it. And I'm not kidding. Thanksgiving Eve, my wife's like, you should be brining the turkey right now. And I'm like, I got to go help this farmer. Right. <laughs> you know, and so I was at his house till midnight thanksgiving eve and and we were getting that grant you know put in thank god that that they had uh they had actually you know filled out uh the information and put together the information right. needed to to apply yeah. or else it just wouldn't have happened but getting it getting the application filled out knowing what to do setting up uh you know your sam.gov account like all of those things a lot of people don't know what to sure. do and yeah. that's you know funds available to help scale and grow your farm operation you know, aside from some going into the private equity space, right, which is a whole different, whole different ball game. Um, so those are different things too that, that we want to help and just provide education and enablement towards, and to say, hey, you know, we're we're doing this ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're 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 learning alongside you, and then bringing you know th this other side of experience that we have on on brand building and commerce into this space. So let's do it together and. Uh, like that, let's go. Let's go get farmers more business. Let's go get consumers more aware about where their food comes from. I thought it was uh, pretty neat when we were talking the other night. They were telling me that once they leave FarmCon, they're actually going to go out to some of the farms that are in their network, and they're going to shoot some uh, cool videos yeah. and just tell those farmers stories. So yeah, uh, you are actually going to go out and beat the bushes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean you have to right like. If there's ever an industry, and it's you know, it's who we are as as people, fortunately. Uh, but but if there's ever an industry where a handshake means a lot, it's this one. You know, sure. uh, th this is not a business that we can sit behind a computer and just go, all right, you know, sign up, do your thing, right? <laughs> like it's just not going to happen. You know, like look, this gentleman I just uh, shared with, right? He 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 has a flip phone and doesn't text. Right. You know, yeah. uh, how how am I going to help that farmer? Yeah. Right. You got to show up. You yeah. got to be there. And and um, and uh, ultimately impossible for the hundreds of thousands of farmers across America, but we're doing what we can. And so, yeah, after this, we are going to Omaha. 
meeting with a couple of folks there and driving out to Seward, Nebraska uh, to go visit the ranch operation. It's actually the reason for the inception of this business. So uh, the beef that I had at my grandparents' house that started this whole business, uh, Mr. Alan Estes is his name in Stewart, Nebraska, um, that my dad actually worked on his farm as a kid. And so I'm so excited to go trek four hours into the middle of nowhere sure. <laughs> uh, and and go uh, go spend the day Saturday with with Mr. Estes. And uh, we're going to do a video uh, at at the ranch and talk about uh, just the, the legacy that, that they have in, in farming and agriculture. And then, uh, of course, share the story about how his beef influenced this whole idea uh, to to build a marketplace for farms to sell direct to consumer. That's super cool. Yeah. And it, isn't life amazing, you know, <sighs> like to see the whole, uh, you know, process play out. And that's got to be a God thing. It, it, it just is at the end of the day, you know, what, no matter what you believe, you know, we, we, we believe in God, we believe in Jesus and, and we believe that, that the Holy Spirit definitely led this whole initiative, right? Yeah. Like there's, we're here for a reason. There is no reason dudes that, that were working in corporate America and all that are now in agriculture for any other reason that the Lord put us right here, right? Um, at the right place at the right time. And, and uh, that's not by coincidence. And so it's been so cool to, to meet you, to meet everybody here and just learn and just soak in. I mean, we are sponges at this thing. And there's a lot of farmers here that, that aren't in our space, you know, that aren't in the direct-to-consumer, but just better understanding the industry. And and there are a few that, that are huge row crop farmers that are building retail brands, as we discussed, you know, the pasta brand or the rice brand sure. uh, that we've been talking to here yeah. and all that that are non-perishable products. Another, another uh, you know, uh, type of product that will be on our marketplace is non-perishables as well. And so it's really cool to see how those guys are still, you know, commercial farming in a big way, but then popped up retail non-perishable brands. Yeah. And I think going forward, it's going to be, it's a challenge we're all going to have to meet is uh, diversifying our businesses. Yeah. So we can all, you know, we can have a better community for one, yeah. but our farm can be stronger too. That's right. That's right. And, and, and I think, uh, it, it would behoove you to not consider that in, in your business moving forward uh, with, with the data available and what we're learning. And um, as we heard yesterday at, at FarmCon, consumer behavior is the one thing we have no control over. But what we're seeing now in consumer behavior with real insights available is, as you said, this is what they want. They want to know where their food's coming from. And it's really an opportunity that's that's opening up widely for large commercial farmers to say, we're also going to build retail brands in addition to keeping our wholesale business model. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think um, without diversifying uh, out of our just traditional wholesale, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not saying you can't be successful in that business, you know, going forward, there will be people that are super successful in that business. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I think diversity is going to be key. Yeah. And those the people that do diversify into these other channels are probably going to be the top of the echelon at the end of the day. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you'd, you'd know better than I would in that sense, right? You, you've you've done a, a, you built an amazing operation that, that you guys have, and, and it's been so cool to learn about it and to hear your approach. And even the fact that you guys have a podcast, right? Like, that, that the, the, you know, a lot of these larger farmers are now getting into the, the digital space. And, and I, I, you know, consumer can come across your podcast, but how do I actually engage with your farm, with Denton Farms? You yeah. know, how, how do I interact with you right 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 now you know we don't have a marketplace that is a um, 
you know, we don't have a storefront where yeah. people could come visit, and you can't come on really to our industrial farm just on a day to day. You wind up getting hit by a semi or something. <laughs> you know? So I think this uh, the digital thing is a great. Uh, start. Yeah. And then, you know, as your business grows or, you know, as we develop a uh, product that we can market off our wholesale farm, mm -hmm. maybe we do have a storefront one of these days, you yeah. know, but I, I think you, didn't you tell me that you already have a storefront in North Carolina? So uh, what we've done is we have a few brick and mortar farmers markets okay. that are in and around. So we're around Lake Norman area. Um, and there's a few around the lake that are actually a full, you know, brick and mortar retail farmer's market store. And so what we've done is all of our sales are online at littlemountainfarmco.com. Okay. And those then, uh, you know, the local pickup goes directly to those markets. So we've created partnerships with local brick and mortar farmer's markets to be pickup hubs where we have a freezer in there and you go in and you pick up your online order. And uh, we've created some, you know, collaborative marketing. You know, the one near our house has a ice cream at the farmer's market that my kids are always like, can we go get ice cream? Can we get ice cream? <laughs> and so I just told the folks, I said, I, we'll, we'll throw, like, can we throw a free scoop of ice cream in every order that gets picked up? You know, we'll do a little card and, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll subsidize that, that scoop of ice cream as a part of our partnership with you guys, right? So it's finding creative ways to bring traffic to them to ricochet sales for, for them too, right? Sure. So, um and it's, you know, come pick up your order that's already paid for. They they bought it online, but they look around. They're like, oh, I need more potatoes or, you know, I need cheese <laughs> and milk or whatever. Yeah. And and, uh, and so it's a, just a way to then uh, using that to bring business to other farms. because It's all local farm goods in there. Um, so it's been a cool experience to see that come to life and the receptiveness of that and just using uh, the local community coming together um, to be able to, to just bring more awareness to, to local food. Yeah, and I think uh, everybody can appreciate that. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody wants to see their community do better. And they also, uh, I think it's fun to go to those type of stores, it you is. know, and you see all that diversity and uh, you get to look at the story of the farmer. And Oh, yeah. Uh, like we were looking at that rice brand you were talking about yeah. down here yesterday, and his yeah. logos are super cool. His you know, he's, he's standing in a rice field, and that rice is really lush. And yeah, you can see the water heavy on the leaves. Yeah, he's like a rice gangster. Yeah, like, <laughs> he, like, like he he dresses cool. <laughs> I was like, you're awesome. Yeah, he yeah. looks exactly like what you would think a southern rice man would look like. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I I don't even know what that looks like, but <laughs> I I guess that's what it looks like. Yeah, it, so. uh, you know, like uh, rice country is pretty close to. Uh, to my area yeah. and I get to drive through that country you know and it's that kind of gritty uh feel that you get yeah you know from being on that type of farm that yeah. he's embodying in his branding yeah, yeah. and he's doing so well I mean the packaging is like craft kind of the craft material and just just feels awesome and and one thing too is you know one of the first questions we've been asking everybody here is how'd you get into farming we know the answer is over 90 percent of the time is oh well, my dad did it yeah my grandparents, right. you know, we're a generational farm. And, and that that's one thing that I think is so lost in the world today is what business can you do as a family? Like my son that's six can actually play a role in our beef business. Yeah. And he wants to. Yeah. Right. And child labor is awesome. <laughs> um, but, uh, but the reality is like, 
my son wants to go out and help. He wants to go to the farmer's market and he wants to go. And I can actually say like, yeah, you want to come to this meeting? And it's not weird. If I did that in my, you know, prior, you know, uh, work life, it'd be like, why is your kids here? Get them out. (laughs) Right. Like, you know, people shove their kids in a corner with an iPad, you know? Yeah. And, and I just think that's the coolest thing in the world is to be able to actually build a business, our farms included, is, you know, as we travel across the country to farms, I look at my family, I'm like, do you guys want to come? Yeah. You want to go with us? Like, uh, and so that that's super cool aspect about the industry that, that I know, like Tyler and myself as, as you know, fathers and, and husbands that we're loving is to be able to actually do this as a family, both our, you know, our family beef operation, but also the marketplace. We were ta- talking to a cattle producer on here a couple of weeks ago named Jesse Little, and he was, ta- you know, he was talking about working his cattle with his family, mm-hmm. and he's got young kids, three mm-hmm. young kids, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how they each had a role in the uh, yeah. process of working those cattle, you know, and yeah. they've learned it, that new skill, you know, and these guys are little, you yeah. know, but uh, they're very proficient at it. And they're built different, these kids, you know, you, <laughs> yeah. you look at, you look at, a, a, you know, you meet a kid that was raised on a farm and, and doing that work and you look at them 15, 20 years later and the kid that shakes your hand with, with the firm handshake and looks at you in the eye, these kids are built different, yeah. you know, and, and built into incredible adults. And so I think, man, like we, we just can't lose that. And I don't, I'm not, I don't think we are, but like, we gotta hold on to that in agriculture. America is is keeping the families together, uh, keep farming together, and I think uh, I think uh, you know God really blesses that. I think He blesses you know family I, coming I totally together and, and doing that. You know, my daughter's four; she just turned five actually New Year's Eve like three days ago, and I'm I'm still not okay with calling her five yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when she was four, uh, we picked up. Um, I remember picking up. Uh, some sample product of, of our beef to, to, to try and make sure it didn't suck, you know? <laughs> and um, I'll, I'll never forget, she went with me to, to uh, you know, the processing facility to go, to go pick it up. And she's helping as a four-year-old. She was standing on uh, my tailgate with her, with her little cowgirl boots and like loading frozen beef into, you know, into coolers in the back of my pickup. And I just sat there for a second and I stopped and I stepped away and I just watched her keep going yeah she didn't stop like it wasn't because i was there it's because she just she's like oh i have a role in this and we get home and she goes i'm putting it away you go inside <laughs> <laughs> that's my daughter uh but that's really that's really i that that could have never happened in any other business sure. or industry that that i've been in at least or, or ones that that i can think of in my mind and so keeping the family together keeping farming and, and, and families together i think is a big thing and right now um, and we talked about this a little. It's like there's a big generational handoff kind of happening right now where yeah. we're in this transition. And um, and I just I, I couldn't advocate for that anymore. You know, it's it's this do I sell or do I keep going? You know, and and hopefully uh, farms that are thinking about selling and going because this maybe this they feel like this model is just too much to tackle or, or whatever. Like, I hope I hope they consider, you know, their options, whether it's going to direct to consumer or whatever that looks like and just keeping the family farm alive. Sure. I think it's super important going forward that, um, you know, that we as farmers and as uh, just people in the ag business space in general, like our rural communities are special places. Mm -hmm. And if we don't start to approach uh, these problems that are coming at us from uh, urban uh, urbanization and um and just the consolidation of farms, mm-hmm. if we don't start addressing that through diversity and, uh, 
you know, new ideas in our businesses so our businesses can be stronger, eventually they're going to be gone. Yeah. They're going to be consolidated away. And yeah, yeah, we hate to see that happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, um, you know, you, you unfortunately can't, can't stop at all. Right. You know, you wish you could. Sure. Um, and, and, you know, going direct to consumer is, is not the answer for many, you know, there's, there's, uh, likely many other models that are, that are available to, to farmers to, to look at, you know, um, but you know, we, we all need to be thinking that way and and how do we keep agriculture alive in America? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it doesn't necessarily, you don't have to be a grain man that goes to produce. Mm -hmm. You just need to look at different ways. I mean, it could be any business that you started in your rural community, you know, at the end of the day, and that way you're business is diversified you're also helping your community you're adding jobs to the community yeah and you're creating a new stream of revenue for your business yeah and this and this kind of leads into one thing we were talking about together this week was you were like we don't really know what we should grow each year we just do what we did last year the year before what you know what maybe there's conversations around you know changing your crop and and changing you know what what you're doing right? right because you don't know the consumer data side of things and we discussed that like i was like well we we have that like do you is that what you need yeah that's what i was uh you know when i was sitting there thinking about their model that they're creating and you know i think one of the biggest challenges as farmers is we know what crops that we can successfully grow Mm -hmm. as farmers um we know what crops that we've traditionally grown and been able to take to market and get sold uh for profit but one of the challenges is if you're in an area um, that is very rural mm-hmm. and, you know, if you were to grow a product that you didn't have a market for, that product is wasted. Mm-hmm. So you you don't even consider that as an option. Yeah. But if you knew that we were, I think, that night using strawberries in Nashville mm-hmm. as a uh, just as an example, like if we knew that Nashville needed however many tons of strawberries, Mm -hmm. you know, and they weren't getting them, Mm -hmm. then the local farmers or even a farmer five states away that can provide that uh, Mm -hmm. product is a lot more likely to grow that product if he knows there's available market there. Absolutely. And your tech does provide that type of answer. Yeah, yeah, it it certainly does. Uh, You know, what what we're looking at is, you know, publicly available data through, you know, uh, markets, right? So like the Kroger brand or or whatever those big brands are, right? They they release, you know, uh, purchasing behavior and, and, and purchasing habits and things like that. And so, you know, when we look at that, um, those reports, you know, that are, uh, I think they're quarterly, uh, is how they're released and some different groups do it differently, but they're publicly traded, right? So they, they're, they're sharing with us, um, you know, what are the spending habits? What is selling more during these seasons and versus these seasons? So being able to look at that purchasing behavior all the way to the end consumer and maybe make some decisions from the grower side could be really helpful. And so that's something we talked about on this trip. You know, Tyler and I have already, I think we talked about it this morning again, actually, was, um, you know, let's let's make that a, a, you know, quarter one, quarter two goal is to kind of how do we take those reports and put them into a per market level, maybe a regional level to start and then starting to go by state to say, here's a here's a newsletter that that you know uh, industrial farmers can subscribe to um, so that we can keep that engagement alive with them as well. You yeah, know? that's super cool. So um, tell me, going forward, mm-hmm. your vision uh, five years down the road, because I know you're a visionary guy yeah. just from talking to you. Yeah. Um, gosh, there's uh, there's so many things we're looking into. Um, a lot of things that uh, 
that uh, I'm, I'm totally cool with saying and some things that, that maybe we'll keep in our little our yeah. treasure trope for now. You can't but, tell all your secrets. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm a pretty transparent guy, right? Uh, uh, but uh, there's, um, we believe that um, we'd like to see over 100,000 farms on our marketplace selling and thriving uh, uh, within the next five years. That is That is a huge goal as far as supplier count. Um, and, you know, and, and that's, you know, farm suppliers, not products, you know, that means, you know, if each farm has an average of seven products, you know, then, then times that by seven, right. And that's how many SKUs we'll have on the market. Um, from there, uh, we'd like to see a fully integrated shipping and logistics system and support system for our farmers to be able to, uh, easily ship, uh, without the burden. Um, we'd like to see end consumer subscriptions uh, to our marketplace. Uh, we think that um, people are, you know, are, are looking to be a part of communities and, and you know, uh, you know, starting to pay to be a part of a marketplace that's, that does sell um, that does sell farm fresh goods. So I think those are a couple things we'd like to do. Uh, bring in, you know, last mile delivery and local pickups and city hubs and things like that uh, as a part of it. Uh, but there's so much different tech and involvement and things like that. Uh, we're just trying to keep things from going into getting these big warehouses and doing that, you know, trying to keep it directly to the farm as much as possible to make it profitable for everybody. Right. Yeah. It, ultimately, if you can cut the most logistics out possible it makes uh more money for everybody yeah yeah the 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 moment you start getting into you know heavy you know buildings and and things like that then uh you know your your costs start going up your operating costs start going up which ultimately affects the farmer yeah and that's what we're trying to stay away from right uh trying to be you know uh the most available uh profitable uh, sales channel on the market for farm selling direct to consumer yeah, one of the goals is, uh, like I've heard them say, is to bring more revenue into the farmer's pocket. That's right. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously there's a there's a cost of doing business, right? Sure. And so we are still uh, working on those those business models and structures um, and how we're going to ultimately uh, share in in the profits of farms that are selling on our marketplace. Um, but what we can say and can commit to is it's not going to be the way your wholesale relationships work. Yep. You know, um, it's going to be a far more profitable structure than that. Uh, hey, Clayton, yeah. how, what are we doing on time? <laughs> 9.26. Probably give you 10 minutes. What do you want to talk about now? Hmm. Man, we've covered like all of it. Um, Anything that you, any hobbies you like or anything? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hobbies right now is building a business. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's it's, all consuming. It's, it? Yeah, yeah. It's eating rice and beans to to <laughs> scrape together what we can to to build this company. Um, no, I I think that um, one of the things that um, you know we we'd like to see is um, just farms continuing to engage digitally, right? Um, you know, we, we have a newsletter um, that we're really uh, kicking up this quarter, which I'm excited about to just be more connected with our suppliers. Uh, we're building a knowledge base right now uh, within our marketplace for farms to be able to come on and have just a myriad of content of uh, the, the one, two, threes of marketing your farm brand. So really supporting them and educating them and, uh, and just being a part of that process in farm marketing education. Um, 
as well as you know how to easily use our marketplace right like how, how to how do you sign up how do you how do you build it right so we're building all those tutorials in, in tech right now which is super cool yeah that is super cool so um just tell us exactly how do you find uh, your space and if you want to be a part as yeah. a farmer yeah what do I, where do i go to find you yeah so ourfarmsusa.com uh, our all of our socials are our farms usa facebook instagram uh, youtube and our website so ourfarmsusa.com and on there right when you land on it on the upper right it says list your farm so you click that um, and you can list your farm for free um, and then we do have a couple of different paid options that do help expand your listing and you know those naturally show up in higher search results and things like that as consumers are you know kind of blindly shopping of you know what what where am I going to source my food from or, or where I am uh, geographically, right? So it does, you know, the algorithm does push you higher up in the search rankings. Yeah, remember Tyler is a, a algorithm guru. So yeah. I'd say if you've subscribed to his service, he's going to prompt you in front of a lot of consumers. Yeah, yeah, and that's <laughs> it, right? Like, you know, we are, we're getting, uh, our site traffic is continuing to increase and increase. It's always like the first question people ask is like, How's your site traffic doing? It's doing really well. Um, you know, when we launched, we had a few publications, uh, uh, which is awesome. You know, uh, launched uh, articles about us, and you know that 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 uh, uh, brought us millions of impressions and things like that already. You know, and it's been two and a half months, and so it's been really cool. It's you know, almost three months here, and so it's been really cool to see the growth of the brand. Um, I think people get it when they see it. You know, people land across our socials and go, oh, yeah, you know, that's, that's a clean-looking brand. It's it's cool, but, you know, I think they they get it once they see, um, you know, uh, Marketplace and our farms. They kind of get the communal aspect of the name sure. and everything like that. Yeah. So, But, yeah, it's real easy to list. Uh, you go on, and then you just start setting up your profile. Um, and then you can also engage with other farmers, right? So we have that send a message feature um, so you can engage, you know, meet other farmers. And I think that's a really cool um, – just byproduct of this whole situation, right, is, you know, a lot of farmers want to see how other farmers are doing it. But if I had that issue trying to find farms online, then I would imagine other farmers are having that issue trying to find other farms to check out. For online, sure. Right? I had, you know, like I had no idea there was so many, I, I really had no idea there were so many direct-to-farm marketplaces already out. I mean, Direct-to-farm markets yeah. already out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, 9.1 billion yeah. in local food sales. Yeah, that blows my mind. It's crazy. It, it is. It's insane. And so, um, and there are you know a few uh, brands out there that are um, you know working towards a marketplace model that are more niche in a product level or a region level. Uh, where, where, you know, we just want to make it accessible for all. You know, sure. this is not an East or, or West thing. This is an America thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. just something that everybody can uh, utilize and it benefits yeah. the ag community as a whole. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would say definitely, you know, stay in touch with us on social. Message us. You know, we're small. We're, we're answering back to pretty much is everything we can uh, right now. Uh, if you are a farm that, that signs up uh, on our marketplace, you, you might expect a phone call from me. Uh, I, I do try to call every single farm that signs up just to see, you know, what they're up to, I, you know, checking out their stuff. I, it just excites me so much. It's like, you know, the, it's arguably probably the same feeling when a farm gets an order from a customer, right? And they see whether they use Shopify or whatever they use, right. like, or someone just bought something. Like, that's how I feel when someone signs up on the marketplace. It, you know, I get notifications for just about everyone, and it's just so exciting still. It yeah. is. It's super cool. I mean, it shows that uh, what you're doing is, you know, like, 
people see the value in it. Yeah. So that's always makes you feel good. You know, when you've created a business and then you see other people utilizing it and they see value and benefit in it. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's great for our ag community. The, the adoption. Yeah. The adoption has been big, right? So you, so you do a little litmus test. Does it work? Uh, and, and I think we, uh, we've decided in, in three months that it's working, uh, and being here and, uh, meeting guys like yourself, that are just, you know, experts in the game of farming and, and, and have done, uh, uh, incredible things in your career with farming. I mean, to be able to sit here and chat with you is, it's a real honor for us. So I, I do appreciate you, uh, bringing us little guys on. I don't know about that, but I, <laughs> I do appreciate, uh, getting to visit with these guys. It's been, it's been awesome to meet them and, uh, and hear, their backgrounds just to get to listen to that I, like i've never been around anything like that you know yeah. in agriculture you just don't get to meet tech guys yeah and uh other than tech guys that work on our tractors and stuff you know i mean you don't get to see somebody involved in the tech industry and uh like it's opened my eyes to uh the ability that tech has to further our businesses yeah yeah and that's ultimately what's happening as we heard yesterday right is tech's not gonna stop you're either getting in or you're getting out yeah, you know, and so that's uh, that's ultimately where we're headed in every sense of the word in our personal lives and in our professional lives. So it's cool to see a lot of new tech emerging that, like you said, we didn't know about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're not real crop farmers or or industrial farmers or, or even servicing that space at this time. Uh, there might be some future plans to 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 find ways to uh, make your product more accessible to uh, to more folks. But right now, our, our focus is the direct to consumer space. Yeah. So what uh, FarmCon has showed me ab above anything, I think, is just uh, there's already some diverse minds in the business, mm -hmm. and uh, when you get to network and and talk to all the, they have so many different ideas, and yeah, um, and then. You know, you have people from outside the agriculture in industry like yourself coming into the ag space mm -hmm. uh, because they see a future there. Yeah. And uh, that's also exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and with that, right, uh, we're an open book. So please, you know, farmers that are that are watching this, you know, provide us feedback. Let us know how we can serve you better. The feedback loop is how we will build this company. You know, if we say we're for the farmer, we mean we're for the farmer. And so uh, we, we truly... Uh, value any opportunity to have a conversation set up a you know if you guys do zoom or if you have flip phones and don't know how to text we can figure <laughs> that out too uh, but but please I mean provide us feedback we uh, we live eat and breathe that stuff that is uh, how we're building this company is based on serving your needs so um, so I just do want to put that out there like send us a message on social shoot us an email uh, that, that's on the, on the website fill out a contact form list your farm uh, all the things, but get in touch with us, right? We're, we we just want to be as accessible as possible to any farm that's on our marketplace to hear their struggles, understand, and we're taking that feedback and and figuring out how we can serve you better. So, well, we appreciate you coming on our show today, and Thanks. we enjoyed it. I appreciate it, and man. Looking forward to working with you in the future. Let's keep it moving. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening, guys, uh, to the Agriculture Podcast, and um, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Thank you.